All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to do an interview. Uh, as you know, we've been talking about management issues and software development, some career path stuff. I figured let's switch it up. Um, today, we got Elise. Hi, Elise. Hi, Brad. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Um, for those of you who don't know, Elise is my sister, so this is a softball interview, but let's do it. It could be fun. Yeah. Um, so I know the answers to maybe, I think I know the answers to most of these questions, but let's talk about kind of uh, who you are, how you got here, and maybe give some, give the listeners some, uh, some tips. Is that all right? Sure. All right. Um, how'd you get your start in development? Um, talk us through how you got into it. So I got started in the development world because I was working at a tech startup I had like a very manual task kind of job, just like data entry right out of college. And I just started working with some other developers on the team and I, it really piqued my interest. So I thought it would be fun to look into a coding bootcamp and uh, change up my career a little bit. I got a degree in marketing out of college, so I really didn't want a sales job where I had to talk to people all day on the phone and making sales and all that stuff. I wanted something where I was creating work, like creating, having something to output. And I thought the boot camp was a really cool way to do that. Because um, there's all these online resources for learning how to code and stuff that are available, and they're all great. But I felt like the boot camp was the right option for me because it had a little bit, it was like immersing yourself in it and had a little bit more accountability with an instructor and peers to work with and working on group projects. And it was a 10 week boot camp in Detroit, Michigan called Grand Circus. And it was honestly like more rewarding than college, I felt like, because I learned so much and I was passionate about the stuff that I was learning. And yeah, it was just an overall really cool experience. But I started at the boot camp, and then right after that, they helped me get my first development job and it's just been grooving from there. Nice. Did you, let's talk about like the team. So you had this job at a startup. Did you like, what, was it just the work or did you like the, did you fall in love with the developer culture? Did you like, I don't know, growing a neck beard? What, <laughs> like what, what, what really got you in? Well, I just really, like in college, I didn't think that like at a, that coding or development was an option for me. I thought it was so much harder and out of reach for someone like me and just getting in there and realizing how cool it is and taking like my OCD brain and organizing code and making stuff look pretty on a page, like all is stuff that I'm really interested in and that, I just didn't realize was a job. And yeah, like you said, the 
developer culture is something that really drew my drew me to coding as well. Like, like I said, I didn't want to be on the phone talking to customers and clients all day. Like I want to sit behind my computer and build something cool and have that speak for itself. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's me. That's fun. I, I once worked with a developer who talked about the, the development work is like, you're taking text and you're formatting it really beautifully. So it's kind of, I, I get what you're talking about there. Um, cool. So like you've worked with uh, people in your boot camp, uh, you know, a couple of your jobs. Mm-hmm. What we don't need to name names or anything like that, and let's stay positive. But uh, like, who who taught you the most? Do you think um, who inspired you, or, or like who was kind of your favorite? um developer to work with again you don't have to name names but like what uh, what do you look for in a teammate let's say for sure so definitely the people who i learned from the most were the senior developers who were super passionate passionate about what they do always keeping up to date on the latest technologies and trends and stuff but not only that but people that wanted to share that technology and that knowledge with junior developers and we're passionate about teaching and helping grow uh, teammates or coworkers to become that next level of developer. Nice. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Those were the people who were the, a blessing to work with that I still am in contact today and reach out to for advice or, you know, job connections or anything like that. It's like a lifelong relationship now. But people who were not the greatest were the developers who had the biggest ego. And if you didn't code it their way, then you're wrong and would ridicule you for not knowing something when you are just starting out. Like that just really is not a good environment to work in. And I've worked with both people and they both have their purpose in the workplace, but I really think the more open and wanting to help and grow other people, developer is the way to go. Yeah, I, I think I'll say this probably in every episode of this podcast, but I know that senior developers Google stuff more than junior developers. So like, I think a good developer is always learning and knows that there's a million ways to do stuff, right? There's a million different ways to do things across different languages. And like you're doing things uh, the best way in Java, that's not necessarily going to translate easily to Python. So like it's, you got to Google, you got to ask, and you also have to kind of check your ego at the door. I think when it comes to, Oh, I'm wrong. Show me. Right. And also languages come out with new features all the time. So you're, you can't, there's no reason to be a dickhead. There's, so I'm, I'm sorry you had some of those. But... Of doing something when, yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, nice. What about, what about bosses like, or managers? What, what, what did you, what did you like about your favorite managers? What did they do? Um, like, were they hands-on? Did you have like daily stand-ups? Did you did they give you like kind of key metrics um, that you were evaluated on? Um, talk about that. So 
again, I've had bosses that are both hands-on and hands-off, but it, I guess it depends on their level of technical understanding of what you're working on. If they have no idea what you're working on and can't like talk about code with you, like that should be more of a hands-off approach, more of a high level overall process, like manager. They should be yeah. involved in daily standups. Like when you're talking about code, that's kind of pointless, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if they're super technical and they know what you're talking about and they're involved in your day-to-day -day tasks and you go to them to ask like questions, then that's been, that's, uh, yeah, that's good too. That's different. Um, but that's when standups are useful and you come, you tell like what you did yesterday and what you're working on today, anything you're blocked on and it's a useful meeting when pe the people who are in that meeting are able to be involved in it. So, yeah, nice. So, what maybe you're saying is it sounds like you're saying that the nerds should kind of be separated. Yeah. So, like, yeah. talk, keep the nerds separate, have tech talk be for technical yeah. people. Is that, is that and that's when okay. clients get involved? That's when that non technical person can come in, get that communication, you know and spin it in a way that the client will understand it. So that's when a hands-off manager can come in and really have that client-customer relationship management. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've found that too. I, I think there's a special, I think technical people are special. Um, and I, I think there should be kind of a special interface of, of maybe a couple managers who are interfacing with each other and the, and customers and i think like letting customers talk directly to, to developers is sometimes a disaster exactly. like um, and like like you said before like developers time is valuable and you don't want to waste that time on customer calls or like client facing meetings when they're not going to be as value valuable and yeah, yeah, and it, um, maybe I'm just kind of tooting the known industries one, but I, I have a feeling too that like a good technical manager could be a good manager almost anywhere. Like it's it's pretty challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we're here on lockdown, doing everything remotely. Um, I know you work remote sometimes. I do too. Like even in non-COVID nineteen world, um, talk to us about like how you work remotely um tools you use um uh, your how you structure your day um how you stay sane um so thing about working remotely is uh communication you gotta over communicate with your team and make sure you have the right resources set up where you can be in like constant contact um so I like to start my day bit by like checking in with my team. We'll have maybe like a, if you have stand-up calls, maybe have your stand-up at the beginning of the day. Um, just check in with your team so they know uh, this is like the start of your work day. And uh, yeah, check in with the team. Um, 
I like to use Slack, obviously, um, just for constant communication, video calls. There's all those different Zoom. Do you, do you not find that disruptive? I mean, I feel like I've talked to a lot of developers who are like, I'm in the zone. Like, don't bother me, well, man. Yeah. If you're in the, it's not like you're messaging all day long. Um, but that initial communication at the beginning of the day, like, Hey, I'm on, this is what I'm working on today. And then if your head's down, sure. Turn off all your noti notifications and just get your work done, but just make sure that you have that initial check-in. So people know what you're doing. Otherwise it's just like, all right, they're online, but I don't know what they're doing. It's just, yeah. Have I don't know if I've talked to you about this. Have you ever tried the Pomodoro method with a little timer? The 15, or is it 20 minutes? I think it's supposed to be 22. You can kind of make it whatever you want. But the, the idea is you have, a, you have a little egg timer. You set it. You focus on the task while the timer's running, let's say 20 minutes. And then you have a five-minute break where you can answer all your Slack messages or go get a drink or whatever you got to do. And then you, then you do it again. And you like kind of measure your day in the number of successful 22, 25 minute stretches that you have this heads down work. Have you, have you I, I'm not that strict with it, but I mean, I feel like I do do that in some way, just yeah. focusing on one thing on uninterrupted and then taking your breaks as needed. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think if you have, if you already have kind of good hygiene like that, I don't think it's needed, but I think for, for people out there who are just like, totally buried and spastic yeah. like you can spare 20 minutes right like i don't care text message phone call slack like there's nothing bar like maybe your your unsupervised child in the other room screaming that will like should pick you up from your desk for for bunk, you know for that 20 minute yeah. span so just really focus anyway. on like organizing your work into digestible chunks and having it laid out so you have a plan for working from home you're not just like i have all these things to do i'm going to stare at the list get it really anxious <laughs> like organize yeah. your tasks into digestible chunks tackle them one at a time don't jump around and like i don't know just make sure you have a dedicated work area in your house so you're not mixing your home life with your work life if you can, I mean, some poor people are in studios now, like locked down with, you know, too right. many people at the kitchen table. But yeah, I agree. The kitchen table or a spot on the couch, just yeah. like don't bring your laptop in bed kind of thing. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, cool. Uh, one last one. So it, I was, you love the boot camp. Sounds like it, it did really well for you, but I feel like you've picked up a, I don't, know, I don't know if we want to say incredible, but a lot of skills after sure. boot camp. Um, what, like, how do you do it? Um, how do you, t how do you want to tell other people to do it? Um, what's your I secret? I mean, honestly, all the things I've learned after boot camp have been on the job learning what I need to learn to get my work done. So, like, I learned React at work because that's what the project was built on. Um, like I started learning React with a West Boss course, who, if you don't know who that is, West Boss for JavaScript is a great, he's a great developer, has a lot of good tutorials out there. 
Um, but we, I started learning it with like a tutorial and then slowly just started with like one bug task, getting familiar with the code and just progressed from there, slowly integrating what I learned into real life situations. And I mean, I just learned what I have to learn <laughs> to have the job. And yeah. when you do it enough and you're doing it every day, it, like once you have that base knowledge, it's easy to pick up a new thing because it's always changing. And yeah. yeah. No, it's fun. I, I feel like that stuff makes, makes this, this career fun too, right? Like you get, sometimes it's obnoxious, right? Like, oh, I got to like learn new stuff, but everything kind yeah. of rhymes. It's not, you don't, you're not reinventing the wheel every time. It's just a little, little syntax and tooling and, you know, different teams. Yeah. But like, it's, don't it's pigeonhole yourself into one language because that's not going to be sustainable. You, you need to be flexible yeah. and you need to be learning new things and want to learn new things always. That That's the good mark of a, good developer always trying to improve their processes and learn new things nice all right well i'll, I'll let you get back to mm -hmm. your day um thank you sis we'll we'll uh, maybe have you on again soon uh after you know after uh, your company gets sold or something we'll, we'll do a follow-up all right good. thanks for having me on all right bye all right bye